1: And it's time for another episode for us to, you know what I'm trying to say, Dana, we're going to... Do I? Kick some ADHD. Bam. Just like that.
2: Just Just like that. How are you? I am doing okay, David. Life is interesting here in Oregon. Uh, By the time people hear this, I hope the fires are all out and we're rebuilding. I I live right outside the town, Phoenix, Oregon, that totally destroyed. So, um... Yeah, life is interesting
1: right now. I'm so glad you're okay, and I know that people listening to this, um, you know, we may have listeners all over the the Pacific Northwest, California, all of the places. I mean, what a bizarre year 2020 has been.
2: It has been bizarre. It has been bizarre.
1: Yeah. Well. So I've
2: added the experience of being evacuated to my and and hoping your house doesn't burn and all and all of this stuff to my life experience list and I probably could have done without that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Really anyway, glad you're David, okay. Yeah.
2: Let's not talk about me anymore. Okay. Let's talk about something that impacts a lot of people with ADHD. And the question is, are you overly sensitive or are they really rejecting
1: you? It, it reminds me of the old bumper sticker, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't out to get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we
2: And and le- dear listeners, we love this title of this. We have laughed over it. We Numerous did. times. Yeah.
1: And, and, and we were talking about, you know, who do you tell about your ADHD, which was, it, it feeds right into this because if, if. Whether people know that you have ADHD or not, right? So whether you've told them or not, we deal, and I know we've talked about this before, but we've all dealt with so many corrective messages as young people uh, with ADHD because we're either not paying attention or we're hyperactive. Some of us are, some of us aren't, but you know, we've we've been corrected a lot. So we are just preconditioned to expect that somebody's thinking about us in a negative way. I mean, am I right? Exactly.
2: Yep, you're right. As far as I'm concerned, yes. Yeah. We just are always on the lookout for getting in trouble, for lying our way out of something, for for being in the hot seat.
1: Yeah, being being slippery, and even if we don't intend to be, yeah. you know, you could have the right. greatest intentions to be ethical and honest and all the other stuff, but then you find out no, you're being slippery in some way. So it's part of the deal. And I appreciate you validating that I was correct about that because I was concerned that you would reject what I. <sighs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I can't help myself with those. So you just to smack me if I say them too many times.
2: I wish I could, but you're across the country. I
1: know. It's so great to be at <laughs> a safe distance.
2: <laughs> My arms are long, but not that long. Yeah, that's
1: true. So uh,
2: people with ADHD are sensitive to what other people think about them, to what they think they're thinking about them, what they say. We can be very sensitive to being criticized. This is one of the challenges that I was reading some surveys, and I'm not going to repeat them because I don't know how accurate the data is and the size of the data, but it was like three out of four people with ADHD uh, say this is one of their most challenging symptoms the rejection sensitivity.
1: And you know, I didn't again have any idea that this was an ADHD symptom. But I'm super analytical. So one of the things that I had learned to do maybe as a coping mechanism perhaps over the years was to check my assumptions often about what people are thinking about me. And what I I was surprised to learn after like doing some scientific investigation of this, people are generally not thinking about me at all, much less right. negatively. <laughs>
2: right. Darn it. <laughs> you know,
1: we're all busy thinking about ourselves, which oh, was,
2: David, I think about you all oh, the time. I think about you too. In a good way. I know,
1: I know, I know. But like the people that you're afraid have decided you're an idiot or unreliable or all the other things may not actually even be thinking about you at all. It really is something that we are, it's like having a gaping, open, throbbing wound and we bump it all the time and it never heals. And so yeah. um, I'm I don't know, I'm probably getting ahead of us, but it's yeah. it is so, a thing.
2: Okay, so let's get back on track. Sure. So the so the the term they call it is rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Yes. RSD is the is the term. I struggle with having everything be labeled like a dysphoria or a disorder or something. Yeah. And and I believe as I've worked with a lot of people over a lot of years with ADHD, and they say this can impact autism as well, yes. and it, and, but that's a whole different conversation. But the, the rejection-sensitive dysphoria, I think the rejection sensitivity is it goes on a spectrum. Agreed. And I believe some people, it is a dysphoria. I've worked with people that if I they even think I'm saying something that's not totally positive and supportive about them that they're gonna they I never hear from them again. Oh. Um, I've had people quit the success club because they they thought that I, I was being critical when I wasn't. I would not ever 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 do that. And it was but they thought they weren't living up to the
1: expectations.
2: So that so if there's there's levels yeah of. Sorry, of the rejection sensitivity. Yeah,
1: and I think we should really distinguish between just rejection sensitivity (RS) and rejection sensitive dysphoria, which is something that may be a clinical diagnosis. Honestly, right? Like, you know, you, right. you when you when you're at the level where it's drastically affecting your life in a negative way, well, then that that might actually be a dysphoria. But we all, I think, most of us, I'm sure. With ADHD, have some version of re- rejection sensitivity, even if we're not all the way at the dysphoria end of that spectrum, right?
2: Exactly. And when you and we're going to talk about treatment a little bit after the break. So, I'll, no, I'm going to say it now because it fits now because I want to talk about normal rejection sensitivity today, David. I don't want to talk go into the dysphoria part.
1: Good. Okay. So, yeah.
2: does that make sense? It
1: do, it totally does because because yeah. we may not all have that level and and right right.
2: Right. And if you do have that level of rejection sensitivity where it's it's so strong that you feel like you have no control over it, then that means you. Uh, the treatments for that, there are medications that, you, that help that. That's good. And some of them, there are ones in ADHD medication. I'm not going to say names because okay. I don't want people to you know, go to the doctor, say, I need this. And then, so there's medication for it and there's, and psychotherapy. Uh, But if it is at the dysphoria level, medication seems to be the best treatment that they're saying at this point.
1: All right. Well, that's good to know. I, yeah, I hadn't even honestly thought about treatment at that level. But um, so, so we deal with feelings that are very strong. Are we going to, like, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I know, I know we've got, we've got things to discuss, but, but like, when we have this, it, it affects us in a lot of different ways, right? It can affect us on the job. It can affect us when we're in relationships with people, friendships, yeah. employees, um, yeah. coworkers, bosses, clients. We can be like viewing the world through the set of glasses that causes us to think they're always assuming something worse about us than perhaps they are. Yes, right?
2: yes. And, and we we think, or if someone says something Remotely even critical. Even if it's construction, constructive criticism about us, we can take it to heart and, and totally shut down.
1: Yeah. So they're
2: very intense feelings. There can be rumination. There can be anger. There can Ooh. be this need for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at the and though and there, there are more things that we'll talk about after the break but I, I just want to share a story that when I was I was in college and it was one of my first jobs outside of McDonald's you know I'd stopped decided I was tired of smelling like greasy hamburgers <laughs> and having clogged pores and I got a, an office job and um, working for a small business owner and I uh, I made the mistake he was always off goofing around I probably would have Diagnosed diagnoses now but he was never working he was always off goofing around and his boss called me and asked where something was and i told him honestly that well the guy was off goofing around oh boy and so yeah and you know i was what 18 hey, i didn't you know yeah you, learn you know things i was just being you know. honest yeah. Yeah, yeah i was <laughs> being honest <laughs> you're paying so, tuition <laughs> anyway my my boss got um he got a spanking and he didn't lose his job, but he did get reprimanded and in trouble because I was honest. And so I heard about it. Of course. And, and I took that so hard that I was criticized. I quit Uh, the job. You quit? And it was, I quit. Okay. I quit. I could not stand being criticized. I could not stand having done something wrong. And I quit.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's better than getting fired because the fire, a firing might have reinforced it
2: he wasn't going to fire he said you know it's you're learning it's okay he was very kind about it Aww. but but i couldn't deal with it and i quit wow yeah so that's that and and i didn't know then what was going on but now i look back at it it is as i was i did something wrong it was criticized and and i couldn't deal with it and i quit
1: yeah Interesting. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we 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 all have some way of identifying with some version of that one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, okay. so
2: David, let's take a break.
1: Perfect. You were going to say that I was. You, you took it right out of my mouth. Let's do Don't that. Don't
2: reject me because I stepped on your line. I,
1: d- I, I couldn't possibly reject you for interrupting me because I do it to you so often. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, we're just excitable people. So on that yeah. note, let's. I'm excited about coming back and talking about how rejection sensitivity affects our lives and what we can do about it. Excellent. All right. it's David. You probably hear the reminders at the end of our episodes, but I just want to take a moment and insert a little word of encouragement here. If you're finding Kicksome ADHD valuable, helpful, useful, we'd love to hear from you, but there's also something you can do that will make a difference that'll actually really help us. So first let's hear from you. Visit KicksomeADHD.com. You'll find a way there to reach out to us. You can comment on almost every episode by just putting in KicksomeADHD.com slash and the episode number like this is episode 24. So kick some hdcom slash 024 gets you right to this episode number so you can kind of make a mental note you can always make a comment that way the other thing you can do is in your podcast app leave us a rating and a review it really does help the algorithms that cause people to find great new content notice shows that have reviews and ratings so if you would take a moment leave us a review and a rating and thank you so much if you've done that already it does make a difference all right back to today's episode all right we're back we're talking about rejection sensitivity are you overly sensitive or are they really rejecting you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so dana you quit your job and have you ever wondered like what would have happened if you hadn't i mean you know not that we can spend time but like that could have affected your life who knows what would have happened if you just if you kept that job right
2: mm, it was a really pretty sucky job okay. but anyway no, i'm
1: glad you left <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay. me too. It's probably a good move.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, but it does affect us when we have this sort of perspective that maybe we're interpreting signals, body language, words. Gosh, in today's world too, 2020, so many of us are communicating with messaging platforms, email, text messages, Slack, online collaboration tools and all this sort of stuff. And we don't get the benefit of tone of voice and all the nonverbal stuff that goes along with communication. Mm-hmm. And so what do you want to bet, Dana? We're misinterpreting a lot of what we read.
2: Maybe. Yeah. I think
1: maybe I am. Maybe it's just maybe. me. Don't reject maybe me over that. Yeah, I
2: won't reject you over that. But David, that. let's let's dig into a little bit more about how the rejection affects our lives if okay. we have ADHD. Yeah, let's do that. Because this this is something David just corrected my spelling. I'm sorry. I couldn't. It was on our document. I couldn't help David, it. It was staring at I know, him, and yeah. I, I get effects and affects confused all the time. <laughs> David, I'm going to have to hang up from this car. I shouldn't have
1: done that while you were reading it. I, 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 I am so sorry. I just, it was like it's it was so sitting true. there.
0: <laughs> because this... <laughs>
1: I would have done it if it were mine, too. It wasn't you. Any
2: perfectionism issues, no, David No,
1: not at Johnson? all. Not at all. It's that, I'm so sorry. I, I did no, not it's mean fine. to derail you. I think it's you. really
2: funny. I think it's really funny. So... Uh. How do I say something? I'm laughing too hard. So, so, you
1: know, effects, you know, one is a verb, one's a noun, Uh, affect, A-F-F is is usually the verb. Although effect, if you want to effect change, can be a verb. I I, I just, I saw Those are two words
2: I was not paying attention in school when they taught those and I never have gotten over it. I just can't
1: get them right. You weren't paying attention, of course. And you know, that's one. it's when the spell check doesn't get because it's spelled correctly. It's a valid spelling of a word, so... Anyway, okay. Yeah. I'm so okay, sorry.
2: Okay, so okay. Take a deep breath, Dana. <sighs> all right. So, <laughs> sorry. Now we've just added five minutes of us laughing. Don't to don't the podcast. ruminate
1: over me correcting your spelling. It was not. <laughs> it was not me. It was no commentary on you at all. I just. <laughs> It was, it was- <laughs> all right.
2: Here we go. We're back. No, we're back to it. Okay. So, how does rejection sensitivity affect our life? <laughs> um, one one of the ways that I've had, I've experienced myself, and I've had clients experiences, rumination. So, you think that you've done something wrong. You suspect somebody is criticizing you, or or thinking you did something wrong, even if they're not. But you're thinking about it, and you ruminate. And what does rumination? It's mean. It means that the that message just keeps playing over and over and over in your mind, and you can't get rid of it. Yeah. You cannot stop it, put it aside, and say, "I'm tabling that for now, and I'm going to get back to whatever is more important to pay attention to." It's it's basically impossible.
1: It dominates your thinking, and it's it's actually yes. from from a, a root word that that is is refers to animals that chew the cud, because <sighs> they just keep chewing you know, and chewing David- and chewing. Are random you, are
2: you sh- yeah okay random okay, trivial so. facts
1: but no it, and, and 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 i do this like one of the things one of the ways rumination affects me is if i think someone misunderstood something i said or i go back and i reread something that i messaged someone and i'm like wait a minute could that be interpreted a different way maybe they're thinking something completely different and then i can't let it go it just is like yeah and then i need to over explain and and then i make it worse because it's like just shut up let it go yeah you know
2: yeah so, so that rumination is is something, and I've worked with clients on okay, stopping the rumination, what do you do? I mean, how do you cut that circuit and and open a new one? And it can be really challenging, if, especially if you're on the extreme the and the heavier end right. of the rejection sensitivity, maybe a dysphoria. Yeah. Um, another another way it a rejection affects our lives is we avoid situations where we might get hurt. This can look like so, social phobia.
1: Probably feels like social phobia too. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. because it, it's like, oh my gosh, I, um, I, you know, I'm going to be criticized. I'm going to be people are going to be looking at me because I'm not as perfect as they are. I mean, it's kind of like being in high school again, Ugh. and. And realistically, nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody's thinking about you.
1: Right. It's like we said earlier, right? They're thinking about themselves. I mean, they're not really thinking about you at all.
2: Right. They're worried that everybody's looking at them askance and being critical of them. But it it can look like social withdrawal and, and we actually can avoid situations where we might get hurt. And have you done that, David? Oh I yeah. I've done
1: Absolutely. It. I've 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 in fact, you know, in the tech community, the marketing community, there's all these like, you know, super hot shot all star types. And you you think, well, I'm not I can't even go into that setting because I'm not you get your imposter syndrome kicks in or perfectionism or whatever else it is. And you're like, no, no, I'll just stay out of that. And it's probably something that, you know, I, I might have benefited from being involved in. But another thing we do, and I think this is this just ties in directly with what you're saying, is like we, we be kind of become people pleasers, you know.
0: Yes. Which yes, as definitely. somebody with,
1: with a perfectionist streak to begin with, you know, I don't yeah. need any more fuel for that. Thanks. But that's what yeah. tends to happen. Right. It's like you, you overdo, overdo things to try to or please we, people. We-
2: yeah, we become people pleasers and then – or else we work – and this, it's a little bit different to me, but we work really hard to make people like us.
1: Yeah, over-deliver all the time. Yeah, not or a good just business being, model. The,
2: being the most charming person in the room. I know I do that when mm-hmm. I'm in certain situations. I, I want to be the most charming person. A funny, creative, a, you know, person in, in the room.
1: Well, you're always um, that when we're on a call together, you're the most, you know, <laughs>
2: thank you. the most charming person. Yeah, absolutely.
1: No question about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's, and it's, and it, it's, I never really thought of it before as the rejection thing, but yeah, that's where it stems from. And the, and the perfectionism stems from that as well. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And then, and it also impacts our relationships. We can pull away from people. When we think that they're rejecting us or criticizing us, even if they aren't. So this, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, business relationships, family, whomever. Your therapist, your
1: doctor, your, (laughs) I mean, all the people that are there to help you, right? So that can have a, that can compound the effect of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I think we've talked a lot enough about the signs, have we? If you feel, feel you like, rejected, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel okay, like we did. Okay, so low self esteem, anxious in social situations. I said, yeah, we talked about it, and then I talk about it anyway. Revenge. Ooh, that's fun.
1: Well, yeah, she because we as, lash as out, as out at people, Scorpio. and maybe they didn't actually, oh yeah, reject us, but then we lash out, and then now it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, what has helped you? You talked about it a little bit before, and we talked about if if you have such strong rejection sensitivity that it could be a dysphoria, we talked already about what do you need to do to get treatment. And for people who it's run-of-the-mill ADHD, sensitive to rejection, what do we do?
1: Talk to me about what so you do, So, What I have done, and I, mentioned, I alluded to this earlier, but is... is when I catch, when I catch myself ruminating on something and I realize, okay, I'm spending way too much time thinking about what this person thinks right now, or that company or that client or that whoever. So what I will try to do, and this is not easy to do, I will try to step away and, and give myself the opportunity to revisit whatever happened when I'm in a different state of mind. Because if I'm thinking about it while I'm feeling rejected or potentially rejected, I'm going to misinterpret all the things, you know? Um, and so that's one thing that I've done. Another thing that I've done, honestly, Dana, is I'm not sure that it's all that healthy. But uh, we've talked about Tim Ferriss before in his book, The mm-hmm. Four-Hour Workweek. Yeah. He had this idea that really I latched onto that was in the book. It was called The Art of Letting Bad Things Happen. And huh. it was, the, the I, I, don't, I don't want to try to recreate what he intended it to mean, but what I one of the things that I took from it was that, if i am worried that something is going sideways in a bad way business relationship or whatever sometimes i will refuse to do anything in other words i will i will not indulge my desire to try to fix it i will it's, it's like i refuse to step in because i want to see if the bad thing is actually going to happen and that has meant that i've bumped up against some bad things because sometimes they do mm-hmm. happen yeah. but but often the bad thing that we are afraid will happen is not as bad as we're afraid it will be. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Like, yes, it does make sense. Mark Twain said, you know, um, there are many awful things that that have happened in my life. And some of them have actually happened. I'm butchering the quote, but you know what I mean? Like you you could spend your whole life worrying about it. And then, then, then it is as if it happened, even if it didn't. So you've, you've, you've had the worst of all possibilities when, so I've just tried to say, nope, I'm going to let it, whatever it is, I'm going to let it go. And then if the bad thing really occurs, then I'll deal with that. And then that's kind of actually interesting because, you know, dopamine.
2: And and most bad things are, as you say, not as bad as we think they're going to be. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So I don't know if that's a good answer to the question you actually asked, but.
2: I think it is. I think it is. Because we each need to find ways that we deal with it. And um, what I want for our listeners is that they can take from our experience if they're just realizing, oh, my gosh, this is what I do. And um, we'd love to hear comments on the blog, kicksomeadhd.com, or on on our Facebook group about what you do if you've got things you do. David, what I've learned to do with this is, and and the meditation we talked about a few weeks ago, um, that awareness that being a self-observer as i go through life is just one of my key skills for managing my adhd so what i've learned to do is observing my actions observing observing my emotions naming them knowing i like when i want to be the most popular girl in the room i call it the queen of the may you know when when do you want to be the queen of the may and i know how it feels now to me to to when i'm playing that game and um a, and so i can pull back from it because it's ridiculous it's absolutely a ridiculous way to wear. Yeah, I'm just so, not
1: familiar with the term, the Queen of the May. Is that a? I
2: don't. I think it's from
1: an old book. Oh, cool. Okay, never mind. You that's know, perfect. it's the
2: May. The yeah, yeah. That's why I, I wasn't going to say the it May Queen. It
1: oh, gonna- yeah. It's a, It's an old. Yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, dancing around the maypole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trying um, to be the prom queen or the yeah, most popular. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yep, I'm tracking. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a minute, okay. but I'm. I'm with you. Yes. Okay. So when you notice it, do you and you have a name for it? So that's good. So you observe yourself mm-hmm. with it and then you name it.
2: And then I can say okay this is what's going on what's happening Dana and can you pull back from that.
1: And that's like you notice that a circuit is firing in your brain uncontrollably mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. triggering emotions or it's triggered by emotions it doesn't matter it feeds itself. Right. So then right. what how, how does that how does that help you when you observe that it's happening and you name it?
2: It allows me to to be able to ex- say is this necessary is this real what's happening? Hmm. Do I need you know what do I need to do about it?
1: So you're able to just go, okay, that's occurring, and now, yeah. oh, I recognize that that's happening right now. Yeah. So you're able to kind of step away to some extent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and they don't all like like if um sometimes clients will that if they they are afraid to tell me they don't want to work with me anymore. Can you imagine that they'll ghost me? Ah. Oh. And no, and it's you know it. I've learned that this is that's their way of dealing with something instead sure. of talking to me and so now I do talk to people this used to happen a lot more I used now I talk to people before we get there I'm just constantly checking in but um mm. I make sure everything's okay however I used to take it very personally yeah when yeah when they suddenly a client who had been engaged stops responding to to text messages stop responding to emails stop showing up for their calls da 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 and i used to immediately go to the part to the place where i'm wrong i'm bad i'm horrible and now it's often they're just busy they're distracted and i've learned you know wait a week two and they'll resurface and if they don't then it's about them more than it is about me.
1: Yeah, and it's probably you know you may you may not have had the opportunity to be that helpful to them anyway if they're not responsive and and, and engaged.
2: Right. 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 And the, yeah, and so now I cut that off before we even get to that point. But um and then it's also I'm aware of the situations where the rejection flares and I I know to step into them with my eyes wide open, very warily and and to Keep up, cheap checking on my response.
1: Good. So, I, I th- this is this is helpful because I, I'm I'm realizing this is part of what I'm doing too. I guess the the other thing that I have added that I could add to this is that when I see that it's happening and I'm ruminating and I'm stuck, a good distraction goes a long way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: find something else to to excite the brain and get some dopamine from somewhere because this is not a positive mindset to stay in. It's not helpful.
2: Yeah. And it has to be a distraction that's truly all-encompassing and distracting. Yes. Um, I I once had a guy who we were trying – he he was on the dysphoria end and and he couldn't get – he couldn't break the circuit. He just couldn't. And so he – so I – okay. He said, well, I'm going to go to the movies. Well, you know what? Sitting in a movie is not distracting enough because if you're ruminating, he just – kept thinking and thinking and thinking about the thing and that even made it worse. Uh, so make sure it's something that is fully physically active and distracting to totally get your mind out.
1: Right. Of it. Like, so for me, if I were just to go mow the lawn, let's say in a moment like that, that's not good because I can think while mowing the lawn. But if I yeah, mow that- the lawn and listen to an audio book or a podcast, in other words, like if I've got multiple sensory inputs going and, you know, and all that, that might actually help.
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. For me anyway. I mean, you know, everybody's going to be different, but-
2: and for me it's it's putting on music and singing along yeah. you know maybe dancing singing along and and it's so it it's shifting you're shifting to a different mindset a different pathway
1: and that's good too like maybe practice an instrument or work on a hobby like where you're where you're going to need you can take the any negative energy you have and fuel it into something productive maybe mm-hmm. especially if you're feeling maybe. that rage or anger or, or or the the need to to gain revenge you know if it's that kind of energy <laughs> Yeah, I don't tend to go there normally. So it it takes a lot for me to be offended or upset to that level. But I I definitely have the, you know, negative emotions.
2: I, I must admit, I don't go to revenge on that. But I am a Scorpio and I do look for ways to get
1: back. Okay, so I'm just – I'm <laughs> unfamiliar. Is, I've spent so is, much of my life not knowing the signs. I know I'm a Taurus. I'm a bull, which I believe oh, that's well, actually kind of I, hilarious. I,
2: I only pay attention to Scorpio because I don't think any of the other ones are very important. But <laughs> But – Yes! <laughs> so i don't know about what Tauruses do but i just know that i've got this scorpion tail that will zip up and sting you and and, and it waits and and it's yeah, the other i do have a revenge aspect well, I'm, I probably I'm glad shouldn't I,
1: admit that on a podcast uh, i'm glad i've never let the bad thing happen all the way in our uh, in our collaboration <laughs> here because
2: <laughs> and now we're totally off topic
1: no David. we're good this is because per- this is what people deal with this is what this is where we are oh my gosh. yeah but the
2: revenge that is some people the way when they deal with rejection, is it's it's get revenge.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And I I, w- I would go the other way. I would just like never want to speak to the person again. I'd you know mm-hmm. just completely you, I, you know. I don't I don't like the idea of ghosting people. I don't mean that, but like uh, you know, bow out and exit stage right, and you know, never never the twain shall meet. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yikes! Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so
2: knowing the situations where it flares is important, social situations, high school reunions. I think it flares for everybody in the world with them, but for us it can be even worse. Um, Where is it that you feel like you could possibly reject it and you start to pull back and not act like you?
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I think this is really helpful, and it's something that so many people deal with, and I, mm-hmm. I see this as a very, very common topic of conversation in in, in, in it, ADHD circles.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those things that has not – it's now more commonly known, but yes. for years it wasn't. Now that the internet is is much more active about ADHD, it's it, people know about it more, but for years and years and years, we didn't know.
1: Interesting. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Dana. This is very helpful to, to have a framework yet again – it's the Rejection Sensitivity Code.
2: Thank, yes, and thank you, David. You're just always Aww. so wonderful to work with.
1: It just helps us to not reject each other, doesn't it? <laughs> and you, dear listener, we're, we're, we, we just love you. We're glad you're listening, you know, and you're, you're not as bad as you think you are.
2: <laughs> we think you're we don't think you're as bad no we think
1: you're wonderful we do we think you are wonderful and and <laughs> to prove it you can go to kick some slash zero two three that's the episode number 23 and uh, find today's episode show notes comments all that sort of good stuff find us as dana mentioned before on facebook kick some adhd we're also on twitter kick some adhd and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have a topic, is there something you want us to discuss? Did this spark a thought, an idea, whatever? Uh, you know, go ahead and, and reach out to us via the website or on social media. That would be awesome. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, David. Awesome. All right, Dana. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm excited. Yeah, me
2: too. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but I'm looking forward to next week.
1: Whatever it is, it's going to be great.
0: Of course,
1: we're so good. All right. Talk to you then. Bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of kick some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone, you know, who squirrel uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us for more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD success club, and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed. Go to kicksomeadhd.com.